Welcome to Unfiltered Sports with Charity Chambers. Today I have a special guest with me. He's actually going to be kind of co-hosting with me for the next few podcasts. None other than Andrew Chambers. Thanks for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's always great whenever we come together because we kind of, I feel like we kind of started the sports scene together and we just kind of, I don't know, I feel like we vibe off of each other really well. Yeah, yeah, definitely, (laughs) definitely. So today, well, I want to start off talking about the O.J. Simpson parole. So just tell me your thoughts on the O.J. Simpson parole. I thought it went, I honestly thought it went exactly how it should have gone. I know we can talk about the details of exactly what O.J. said and his lawyer and then his friend that spoke. And um, we can talk about all that. But overall, I thought it went exactly how it should. I, I think that everything turned out the way that it was supposed to go. And I feel like the justice system kind of played itself out in this situation. So let me ask you this. Were you surprised with the the verdict that they came to? Um, <laughs> If I'm going to be honest... <laughs> Yes, I was very, I, I was very surprised. What about you? Um, yes, I, I was because I was thinking that, because okay, we know he was on trial for the quote unquote. I use the quote unquote the robbery because he wasn't robbing anyone. He was trying to get his stuff back that his friend had of his. It was his stuff. What's the definition of I don't know a robbery? Like, is it a robbery when you're getting your stuff back? But at the same time, you can't, even if you take something from me, I can't just come up to you with a gun and say, hey, give me this. I mean, that's, <laughs> I feel like that still would be a robbery, even though it is my stuff. Well, no, I and I see what you're saying, but OJ, he did not pull out the gun. He did not lay a hand on this guy. And the guy even said that. So to me, <laughs> I don't feel like OJ should have even been in jail for this. Like, I was confused the whole time. Like, um, this guy admitted that he had OJ stuff. <laughs> He said, yes, I had OJ stuff. And he was like, well, you know, I probably should have told OJ. Now, you know, you weren't going to tell him. You were trying to sell that man stuff. Let's be real here. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, if we're going to talk, honestly, if we're going to really think about it, OJ didn't go to jail for the robbery. Uh, that it happened some time after OJ's first trial and um, when he was found not guilty, when everybody knows that he was guilty. Um, And so I feel like more so this was the justice system trying to correct itself and trying to get OJ (laughs) in prison for (laughs) for his first offense rather than for the robbery. Right. And see, that's why I was thinking that the judges or whatever they call the people on the committee. That's why I thought that they were actually going. They weren't going to let him out on parole. I think that's how you say it. I I didn't think that they were going to, you know, let him out because. Well, first off, and I have to address this, this is unfiltered sports. There were no black people on that committee. I was I was thinking, and I'm just being honest here, these are four white people on here. OJ, everyone knows what OJ did as far as the murders are concerned, and we know that that consisted of him killing two white people. And a, a lot of the white people were upset at that time that OJ seemingly essentially got away with murder. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, I feel like I feel like they are very professional in what they were doing, and so I I didn't think they were gonna bring that into account at the parole hearing because they they seem like the type of people that took their job serious 
and that were and that they were very professional. The reason why I thought that they were gonna uh, they weren't gonna grant his parole was because his lawyer did a horrible job of <laughs> <laughs> of defending him and saying that he needed parole. Um, and OJ himself did a horrible job of getting his point across. That's why I was surprised because I felt like them doing their job and being as professional as they were, and like you said, not having that kind of view from a racial standpoint of them all being white, I kind of thought that they did a horrible job in presenting his case, and he wasn't going to get granted parole. Yeah, and kind of like you were saying, I feel like we kind of have to address this. We talked a little bit about this off the air, but his first off, well, OJ, I felt like he talked entirely too much, but then I heard his lawyer talk, and I was like, well, there you go. That's the problem. His (laughs) lawyer talked too much, too. So, you know, I was thinking, well, his lawyer should have said, hey, OJ, you need to kind of, I feel like, be a little bit more humble and remorseful for what you did. I feel like that's what people were wanting to see. And OJ was just being himself, which to be honest with, I, I'm not mad at him for doing that. He was staying true to himself, but as his lawyer, he should have said, OJ, this is what you need to do, what you don't need to do. But OJ, I feel like OJ had the worst lawyer possible. I uh, I was so yeah. shocked. I mean, I mean, if I was on that parole hearing board, honestly, I probably would have said he doesn't need to be out because of what you said. He didn't seem remorseful. He didn't seem like, he really learned anything, and he even said that uh, multiple times in what he said. He's like, I don't feel like I really learned anything. It was stuff I already knew, which, I mean, <laughs> as, as, as classic OJ. Um, but I think it goes into this. If they're looking at it professionally, I think, number one, he doesn't get parole because he talked too much. Because he didn't seem like he had learned his lesson, which is the whole point of being parole is you've learned your lesson. Now it's time to get out to his lawyer did talk too much. And his lawyer even seemed like even though he's <laughs> I guess it goes back to thou doth protest too much when he was introducing uh, the victim. He said we did not tell him to say anything. I mean, <laughs> that seems a little sketch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God! Yes. I, I mean that, <laughs> and so all that put together, I, I thought that they did a horrible job in presenting it. Um, but looking at the facts, just the facts, and not looking at emotions and feelings and stuff, I felt like they did make the right decision. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that. I actually was kind of scared when OJ's daughter got up to the stand because you know she was crying, she was very emotional, but. I didn't know what was about to come out of her mouth. And for a second, it looked like OJ didn't either. Like, I don't know if you saw his face. Like, the way he was looking at his daughter, like, you better not screw this up. Like, I don't think OJ knew what was about to come out of her mouth. But hearing her talk, I was like, okay. It was kind of a sigh of relief because I really thought she was probably about to go into town on, on her dad. I was like, I don't know what's about to happen. But after hearing her, and then for me, the part where I was like, okay, well, just kind of, for my personal feelings, I already felt like he should just be Grant parole anyway. But after hearing the quote unquote, the victim talk, which I'm not calling him a victim. This guy's a thief. Like he had OJ stuff. Are you kidding me? And he was supposedly his friend. And then he, and then at the end, my favorite part, he was like, and OJ, and OJ, and if you call me tomorrow, you need me to come pick you up. I'll be waiting outside for you at the car. Boy, you better not get in that car with him. <laughs> you going to try to sell your jumpsuit. You are in jail. 
Call me on eBay. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> this, like you said, this is Unfiltered Sports, and I think it does bring the question that we have to ask with anything in this in this type of magnitude, this type of situation, is the justice system and racial issues. Like, that is a big thing today. And honestly, like, going all the way back to the first OJ trial, that seemed like that seemed to be the first time where there was racial equality in the justice system because even though it was OJ and he didn't really claim to be black or whatever, it was the first time that a black person seemed to be able to beat the system like those like white people, rich white people have been able to do for a while and it was the first time that he was able to kind of have that lawyer and to work through the system and mm-hmm. get that not guilty verdict like so many other rich white people have done mm-hmm. in the past. And going back to that, I mean, that seemed like it was a win. But then at the same time, you go into this next situation, this next trial where this, like you said, quote unquote, robbery. And then it's like they got them. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I mean, there are a lot of situations for different reasons, but and sometimes I feel like sometimes that does happen with those that those uh, rich white people that get away with certain things. Sometimes they do get them on lesser charges, and maybe that's what happened to OJ. But at the same time, it's like they still got him, but it wasn't even what he was doing then. It was more of a reactive and let's get let's find something that he's doing wrong to get him in jail for any time because. We know we screwed this up the first time. Yeah, exactly. And kind of mentioning, going off of your point a little bit, I was just reading a lot of the Twitter comments and basically people just kind of saying what you said. Like, I feel like OJ was kind of the first person that we as a public have seen, like a black man kind of, like you said, beat the system. And as a black person, I feel like that that's, it's it's huge, to be honest with you. Like, because we, like, we, we don't see that. And to be honest, I don't. I, I can't recall another instance where, and I know there probably has been, but not of this magnitude, where there has been another, especially a black male that has beat the system. Because, yeah. I mean, we know kind of the climate of today's time and what goes on in today's time, and it's it's unheard of. Yeah, and, and like you said, it is huge, but at the same time, it sucks. It really sucks because that's not what our justice justice system is supposed to do. Our justice system is supposed to look at facts. And like we mentioned with the parole hearing and how they were professional and they did their job overall and they, they did a good job. That's what the justice system is supposed to be. But at the same time, we see people like OJ getting away with stuff. Like I mentioned before, the rich white people getting away with stuff. But those that don't have any money, no matter what color you are, if you're white, black, uh, Hispanic, whatever it is, if you don't have money, you really don't have a chance in the system. And that's what really sucks because it's about money and it's not about getting justice for for the everyday people of America. Yeah, like you said, if you don't have money, you're you're not going to more than likely you're not going to get justice and that's not the way the justice system or legal system should work. Like it shouldn't be based off of money, which it shows just really how messed up our legal system is, especially when it comes when it when it comes to race, like if we're just being honest, that it's it's a huge issue. I just think that the OJ trial overall that 
it brings it to light. What is the justice system? What does it mean to have money to be able to work through the court system and how how to navigate it? And I guess most of all, it just brings to light how screwed up the legal system, the justice system, the political system is that it's all about money. And that's something that we as Americans, we as um, citizens in our local communities, in our states, and even in our country, we have to we have to do something about that. So, do you think if and I I figure I think I know what you're gonna say is if OJ wasn't who he was, do you think he would have been able to quote unquote beat the system the first time? Like if he if he wasn't if he wasn't OJ. Would he have been able to beat the system the, the first time? I, I There's no way. <laughs> there's <laughs> no way that he would have beaten the system. And we have so many, we have so much precedent for that. I mean, you can look at all, plenty of the famous cases um, where even when black people have been in the right, have done everything that they could, there's always something that comes up that, basically tears them down and don't get justice and so i i feel like that shows us that if he wasn't as popular if he wasn't as loved then there's no way that he he would have been found not guilty and what kind of message does that send to the black community that basically if you're not this rich and famous black person in society, you're not going to get, you're not going to get justice. I, like I said, it's, it sucks. It really, really sucks. And I want to clarify it. I want, I want to make sure that, that we know that it's not an every case type thing. So like, I, I know that there are people that do get justice. It does send that message that you got to be, you got to be above and beyond. You have <laughs> in every walk of life. You have to go above and beyond. You have to be you have to be a model citizen. And I keep saying this because it's so true. It just really really sucks. And the message that it sends, the message that it tells me is I can't make a mistake. I can't get more than one speeding ticket. I I right. I can't do anything wrong because otherwise I'm in jeopardy of your being, life. In, of my life, yeah. <laughs> so what's your biggest takeaway from the OJ trial? Yeah. Well, before before you give that answer, because like you mentioned, we are going to, in the next show, we're going to talk about the whole Colin Kaepernick, Michael Vick kind of controversy mm-hmm. that was there. And I feel like that kind of plays in very well into what we're talking about as far as the justice system, the legal system, just society in general when it comes to African-Americans living in America. And so kind of want to end on your final thoughts on the, the OJ trial. <laughs> yeah, my final thoughts on the OJ trial is I, I'm happy. Overall, with the OJ trial, I'm happy and I'm satisfied with the outcome. So overall, I feel like the OJ trial, uh, the OJ uh, parole hearing <laughs> was, was a good thing and it was a good result and something that the black community can see as a win since it seems like for the most part, <laughs> there, is none. there is none. Yeah, we're always losing. That's what it feels like to us. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I know you will be back here 
when we talk about the whole Michael Vick, Colin Kaepernick kind of controversy. And I think you guys are going to be a little bit shocked, a little bit surprised about the views I know that I have. I'm not sure what views, Andrew, you have on that. But I, I feel like you guys are going to be shocked with my views on that whole situation. I will say it is not the norm, <laughs> but definitely something you don't want to miss. Any final thoughts? <laughs> no, thank you for having me. It was I definitely enjoy anytime we get to talk and <laughs> yes. talk sports and talk life. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank, thank you. you so much, Andrew, for joining us. You'll be back with us on the next show. I'm looking forward to that so much. All right. You're listening to Unfiltered Sports with Charity Chambers, and you've just been scooped.